back to another relaxing episode of the Unresponsive Podcast. I'm Shane, I'm and here's Mux. Words, but I'm just kind of throwing the voice. I mean, I'm recording right now just to test it, but you happen to say that, so we can continue recording if you want. Just turns into bass. <laughs> Alright. It's just like... Alright, well that was an interesting beginning. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, legitimately, I'm gonna begin it this way, I love it. Alright, perfect. It, it's 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 perfect responsive style. Yeah, this is what happens before the yeah. podcast. No, this is legitimately what happens before the podcast. I was like, oh, let me record just to make sure I can test the levels. But then he just started doing that, so I was like, all right. <laughs> oh. It works, though, so... And you also got to hear the squeaky chair, if that's something that interests you. So I don't think I did, no. Oh, Surprising. Although oh, I do my know your microphone sounding much better than when we were recording before, so... Yeah, I know, because yeah. I moved up to it, and I'm actually using the microphone like you're supposed to use a microphone. <laughs> well, that's I'm good. actually next to yeah. the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said before, I have the uh, CAD U37, so it's, like, only $30, but it works really well if it's up close. So... Yeah. Oh, and sorry to those of you who are listening. Um, we were trying to mess around, actually. Well, not sorry, necessarily, but we were messing around with um something called soundtrap to see if we could like record using the power of the cloud to get all of the uh tracks set up so like i could adjust the volume later so we wouldn't have to like spend 10 minutes of me constantly recording and slowly adjusting the volume because our distance from our mics change all the time our loudness changes all the time so i thought hey soundtrap might help the user experience was horrible it didn't work <laughs> we couldn't get into a call altogether and i was like oh we don't need uh, to get into a call there, we can just record collaboratively, right? There's no collaboration. It's all based on saving and versioning, apparently. I mean, I guess we could all record at the same time and then save it, but I don't think that'll work, so. Oh, wait a minute. I remember, unless it was a Google Hangouts call, I remember I did a podcast way back when, like when I was a kid in middle school, um, and I think we used Soundtrap, though, and I think it worked really well, but... I'm not sure. Um, it didn't this time, though. So. even exist. Yeah. No, yeah, like, because you can invite people as guests, and then you could also add them as a collaborator. Yet, collaborator made it worse, and you could only interview, I think, one guest at a time, or collaborator. And then our username started duplicating, so... You know, that made sense. The wonders of the cloud. Yeah. Man, instead of having an update section right now, we're just having a, this is kind of what happened, like, in the past two seconds. <laughs> I mean, nothing if really changed besides the, the monthly system. theme, which is already up, out there, so. Yeah. And you can find that on the website if you don't know what it is. Yeah. Along with a blog post, I'd imagine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you that I just did one. a small blog post, yeah. <clears throat> the, the same as the first speaking one. Speaking of which, I need to write a blog post for that. Yeah. Wait, wait, for which? Oh, uh, the, um, the Earth 2. Just in general, yeah. <laughs> oh, <what laughs> in general too. I'll, I'll try and... Yeah. You can probably do, like, a high M Mox or about. Yeah. That'd be cool. A little introduction and, uh... Yeah. yeah. To make a scam 101. <laughs> Don't... I mean... No, yeah, make Don't. a blog post saying, um... How to make a scam 101, and then say, like... Don't use Earth 2. Use Earth yeah. 3. <laughs> User 3, buy from us. Yo, I wonder how bad for business cheaper. that would be. Like, is it possible for something like that to just swoop in and take over? 
Just creating Earthery. Bam. <laughs> Business gone. Well, there's, there's, there are other uh, uh, virtual things like that, and they all do the exact same scan. So they're no longer just themselves anymore. Yeah. Which is the whole, like, the whole thing in real life is there's only a certain amount of space, which is what makes it valuable. In a yeah. world where you can just make more space, it's not very valuable. <laughs> so, yeah. Take that as you will. Yeah. Is that purple? Sorry, the border on the embed. It looks horrible oh. on the screen. Oh, it is it's purple. It's a terrible screen for displaying color. It looks Yo, like it Leon pops out like... but also fades in. No, it looks horrible just in general. Yeah. yeah. Is that like a red? I personally would have went with a different oh. color, but if they were going to go with purple, they should have at least went with a lighter shade. Well, I can't use well, my color was... picker. I thought it was just my screen because I I have the worst screen for showing colors. It's completely off. Yeah, it just doesn't look. Oh good. yeah, no, it really is bad purple. I zoomed in and it. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can. It's like one of those things where like the color you can see two sides of the color because pickles pixels. <laughs> Because <laughs> pickles. Pickles. Okay. Perfect. Damn, Gherkin's ruining this room. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. I've got to look at it on my phone because I can actually see colors of that. That is true. Because OLED. <laughs> no, this screen isn't OLED. It's just LED. <laughs> I have a blue light filter, LCD. so it's not even that helpful. Oh, look, here's another email from Soundtrap, of course. Oh yeah, and we were, we were deciding right before we recorded if this is going to be the responsive podcast or the unresponsive. I think we know where this is going. It's yeah. not the upper information. So it's not that bad of a purple on my phone. It's like more of a... No, it looks horrible on my phone as well. Yeah, it's still... It looks it's, exactly it's the same as it does. bad purple, but... <laughs> yeah. What the... Oh, never mind. Laptop problems. Speaking of problems, and, no. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to lead into the main topic, which is mobile games, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Well, yeah, they are a problem. Yeah. No, I I don't know if anyone listening has ever... Um, no, not has ever. Uh, has listened to the entire previous podcast we did with Mox. Um, I'm not sure if you heard the part where... Um, I don't even know how to explain it. It was a topic that Leon and Mux wanted to do before, but I can't find it. Because I said mobile games, and then yeah, Leon and Mux think, said something else. Um, I think our conversation about that happened after you stopped recording. Yeah. yeah. Which is unfortunate, but... Yeah. We'll I mean, we have other topics, though. So. Point. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll come up with it again. Yeah. No, I think it was, like, something with, like, lower-level languages or something something that was, like, within that idea of lower-level languages. Yeah. It probably came about when we were speaking about Go and Rust after the, after the fact. Lovely, uh, yeah. yeah. That actually, yeah, no, I, I think so, yeah. That makes sense. I can't remember at all what the idea. Anyway, we can talk about this idea that possibly yeah. existed forever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about the horrible reality that is mobile games and advertising in today's culture. Oh, I mean, hey, at least we're um, doing a podcast now. Because I looked at our history, too, and we haven't really done a lot in a consistent form. So hopefully now, with someone else, it'll be so much better. Someone to guide us in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try and, uh, try and bug you guys every once in a while and see if we can get another episode out, you know? 
Yeah. I mean, I even look too, like, um, even just in general, I've been starting to use Twitter a lot more. Like, That's mainly good. for advertising, but it's a start, yeah. so. Yeah. And I'm Discord decided to completely Twitter, hide the member list for some reason. Great. <laughs> that makes sense. It really doesn't. I have no idea why, but okay. That's fine. Yeah, so welcome to, I think, so episode many, one of the unresponsive, though. So many soundtrack emails. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah. It's not that we don't recommend soundtrack, but for the use case, we don't. Yeah. Why Unless we were using it wrong, possibly. Give it a go, then. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I just don't think it's, like, even as well-equipped as it was, or it's supposed to be, it didn't really seem to be working very well i turned yeah. into german for that second i could have picked it up but it would take a little bit of getting used to yeah because i think we kind of expected the workflow to be one way but it might yeah. have actually been another way that you're supposed to do it yeah that's a common thing too like the actual user experience of actually doing what they want you to do and then the user experience of hello car or, or the user experience of, like, what they don't want you to do, so the user experience of actually getting to that workflow is difficult, too. Shane, does a road go through your house? Yesterday yes, we had yes. uh, the lovely... The motorcycle. With the bike. Yeah, he actually commented on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I love where people do Only that on one YouTube. Day. Where they're like, oh, you know, they commented on the video, or like, hey, they actually reached out. Like, man, I w that would be so funny. Out of the four listeners, I don't think the motorcycle driver was one of them. Yeah. It's a small, crazy world, you never know. Ah. I mean, yeah, like the apartment in England. We're going to bring this up in podcast like, yeah. I'd, like I'd like to be a host, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Just to take away the little uh, drill sergeant in Mox. No, I'm kidding. Um, This is the unresponsive. This is literally where we hit record and do whatever. So, hence why it's called the unresponsive. Yeah. Yeah, just like poking a dead horse constantly, seeing if there's any more information to get out of it. Yeah. Well, and you move. Crash. I think it just like tried to update. Oh. No, I think my Discord did crash for a second. Does it say what region the Discord server is in for you guys? Because every single time I join a channel, now, is... it's always unknown region. Uh, yeah, yes. it says unknown region right now. Okay. Oh, and all of the oh, icons are gone for them, too. Yeah, I was yep. wondering if it was just me having right. problems. They should probably fix that. Yeah. How broken can we make it, guys? If we reach one yep. million likes, we'll uh, contact Discord. Wait a minute, how did we get it to unknown region, though? <clears throat> Whenever you start up a thing. I, I think it's where they're switching to the... Uh, Servers which automatically change instead of manual yeah, ones. Yeah, it's like the older ones. Yeah, so you can choose them still, but I think they're trying to make it so it's just the new automatic bunch. Yeah. Cause. Oh, and if users on the podcast end are hearing rain, sorry about that. There's nothing I can do about that. Rain? Hey, that might I don't think rest. so, though. I can't, I can't hear it in my audio, so. I can't either. Is it raining for you? It is. I have a 5% chance of rain over here. I have a, well, I mean, 100% chance now. 
looks out the window. Yeah, I've got about fifty percent chances of raining right now. Yeah. We've got actually. Let me. The window's not open, but I think I hear rain. Let me take a look really quick. Yeah, it's mostly clear skies here. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I can see why people like the unresponsive style podcast better because I know a lot of Twitch streamers. They sort of do that type of style, yeah. where like they don't do educational stuff. If you want to learn something, find another man. <laughs> if you want to learn something, take a look at Twitch. I don't know how great that is. Yeah. No, I think it was actually really interesting, though, to, like, think back and say, like, man, why why are our educational podcasts failing? And then I learned, because we're trying to go into in-depth on, like, the actual educational part of it, not the actual podcast part of it. So we're trying to teach people while... Speaking. All the teachers just look around at you like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, teachers have a whiteboard or whatever. <laughs> you like they use it. I was about to say, say, oh man, like, a whiteboard podcast thing <clears throat> would be pretty cool. It would be. But then I was <laughs> like, oh, we could actually something. build Soundtrap the way it should be. But I'm like, I am not an audio engineer. I'm in... Yep. I know how it works, but not underneath. So, like, I don't think, think I'd be now. able to code that. It's it's just AS well not ASMR. It's just it's a it's literally someone using a whiteboard pen that makes the squeakiest noise ever <laughs> on on a podcast for like an hour. Oh, where people do um, you just reminded me of like the little um intros or whatever that people have, where they um they don't actually have the audio synced up because it's like just like a title screen. <laughs> So, like, they'll say, like, welcome to my video, but, like, the squeaks don't actually line up at all. <laughs> or, like, typing on the keyboard or writing or whatever. In second delay of squeaks. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you, you don't even get to see what's going on because it's a podcast. You have to guess what they're writing. Ooh. Oh, they're drawing. It's like someone writing on your back if you've ever had... Oh, like yeah. Well, it's even worse. You just got to hear them writing. You don't actually see it. What am I spelling? In the air. I mean, you can use Morse code, but... Yes. But, like, that's only, like, a... You got it or you don't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, actually, one thing... When I was uh, messing around with Anchor and trying to find, like, some collaborative cloud audio thing. I actually found the uh, RSS feed for um, Anchor. So I'm going to use that now. Oh. On the website. Like so that each time, or... each time we have a uh, podcast, it'll be put on the homepage. I, oh, I definitely wanna... have a blog for each one. Yeah, they have an or RSS feed. No, yet. RSS feed. For the whole thing. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I, or I think brain I do. broke. Probably not. <clears throat> okay, that's it'll cool. It'll be... Um... Oh my god, all the sound trap links. Yeah, that's the one they have, so I okay. think it works. You're going to have to use like another request tool to get it, though, because Firefox wants to download it. Um, actually, wait, why does no, it download it? you can open it? it with Firefox. Oh, really? Oh, right, yeah. Browse. Firefox. That's not Firefox, that's Firefox. Open with, go. That's a lot of... Oh, yeah, you can. <clears throat> 
like how the temporary files are supposed to be cleared once the temporary files are not being used. Yeah, no, okay, so it doesn't matter. temporary files there. Hmm. I also want to make changes to our feed on the website, and Mux actually have, would like to take your input on that too. Um, Wait, what? Here, let me just post the link so you don't have to worry about typing it out. Um, right. With that one, the main website, if you scroll down, you'll see the updates feed. All right. Yeah. The issue that I ran to is since we, since everything's based on the blog now, which we could probably just use the blog for podcasts, but it's easier to do the podcast thing since it's already there. Yeah. Um, you see like m- monthly theme, communication and networking, and then you see the communication and networking blog post. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to like have some sort of tags or icons to show what a thing is. It's like you'd have, like, an event or a blog post, and then, like, if a blog post's an update. I'm also thinking, too, just thought about it now. Since we have, like, duplicate stuff here, it'd be interesting if we could tell the system, along with the tags that we have, because the blog's going to be used for, like, updates, events, um, normal blog posts. Um, I'm going to implement a tag system underneath Leon's nose. (laughs) To the repo. It should it it'd all be handled on my end anyway. So it, we're just changing the data structure on that. But it would okay. be interesting if like the main feed could hide um events. So we'd we'd already have a blog post that would be an event, so Yeah. It would also help out that we could hide was, duplicates like that. But I might do okay. like a I was gonna s- hmm? Sorry, who was gonna say something? Well I was gonna say I could do like tabs where you could say like uh search all, search a certain tag. It would take a little bit longer to build the system, but I mean, I was gonna say you uh, like the whole thing in uh, the JSON feed stuff is that you can have non-standard stuff, so I could implement those into the actual JSON feed. Oh, interesting. So with like the up- with the updates, instead of having what well, you can have your own updates like you have them already, which is just yeah. a separate list. Just the ones which you take yeah. from the events. But the ones that you take from the events, you can have like a, an update style instead of just the regular title as well. So instead of having to put an update in which says monthly theme, communication and networking, it would use that title instead of the yeah. blog title. And I can do that on my end too, but yeah. And yeah, I can yeah. also implement the tags into the JSON feed stuff as well. I think yeah. JSON feed actually already has something for tags. So it's just... Yeah, because like if you look at the updates, it's not it. very helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, I completely forgot it existed. Yeah. So, uh... Oh, yeah. wait, do we not... Oh, the updates only goes five. Right, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, no, that makes sense, that makes sense. An infinite scroll of updates, totally. <laughs> I mean, I would do pagination. I actually don't know if pagination works with the blog. We don't have enough posts for that yet. I think we do. Uh, we're getting close enough. No, we still have five. Five. Oh, five. I think, yeah. I think it's split into five. Yeah. No, into tens. Fives? Tens? It's no, split fives. into tens. No, I think I switched it to five because Jason Feed's a lot larger than the other four. We have the same community news site, we have the other site, events suck, the actual events one, and communication and networking. Are we missing one? Uh, I'm going to have a look at the other website as well. Yeah. Because I think I we might be missing one. I've got five on there as well. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think, know. I don't mine know. Are, mine are ordered wrong as well. They go from oldest to newest. Oh, yeah, because we changed that. <laughs> yes. Oh. I mean, hey, at least responsive works now, so. Yes. Vercel. 
Yep. Actually, the adapter, but yeah. Well, yeah. I think both of their faults, actually. It's everyone else's fault. Hmm. So, like, even if you look at the uh, homepage, too, like, it's very bland. Like, I don't know what to do. Because you say, like, five days ago and then read more. They deserve their own lines. But, like, where would I put the tags and the uh, or icons or whatever? I might do icons on my end. Since it'd be a little bit easier, and when you hover over the icon, it shows the name. But why Shane? Yeah, why Shane five days ago, and then the tags. Yeah, I'd imagine. So they yeah. would be on one line. I'm looking at the mm. blog, not the updates. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually looking at the updates and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the updates you could do the same as well. Like it says five days ago, and just yeah. have tags. If they have tags, I don't know if updates will have tags. They're like two different systems. Not even, like, I mean, the feed's uh, one system, which is for the blog, but the events in the homepage is different. We can make a JSON feed for the uh, events. updates. Yeah, I didn't do yeah, that, mainly because they those change quickly, so we can just do that within the site. Yeah, well, then it could be both. Uh, yeah, anyway. And there's no reason to see say, historical themes, so. I mean, you could, but well, then it would be a blog yeah. post. Because the whole idea is that you can go back to them if you yeah. haven't done them, or you want to try something. Oh, I forgot that um, we don't actually need a server to search anything either if we wanted to, because we can just nope. um, we can just pull different pages of the JSON feed. So that would like work out well. You just search it on the client side, which isn't a good idea, but you know. Well, if anyone's wondering what JSON feed is, imagine RSS but with JSON instead of XML. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really helpful, actually. It is. Just you know, in case I have anyone... e another email from Soundtrap. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've been sitting there reading it. Mm hmm They're yeah. just, like, sending email after email. Oh, whoa, we have nine... That was a nice bit of thunder. Oh I like it. Oh, my God. That is still a nice bit of thunder. I like it even more. Yeah. Wow. Oh, just power cut up. Damn, only a no. <laughs> just golden and we don't realize. Oh my god, I don't like that no. <laughs> um anyway. I was looking at um I was so hoping that thunder came like right before I or right after I said this. I said we have nine <laughs> plays so far on the responsive oh. podcast. They really like you, Max. That's Ooh, good. Man. I like that, yeah. I'm not gonna say you I'm surprised, because like obviously if you're featuring someone they like it, but yeah, we we better be careful, Mark's going to it's, it's take it's our jobs. It's a change up. <laughs> yeah, like ooh, someone new. Check it out. Yeah. Oh wait, someone, someone I totally is. forgot that if we feature Turbio, um, we don't have to like feature him once. We can feature him multiple times, and he can be like a guest. Yeah. Yes, guests aren't disposable, Shane. That's what you've realized. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Like, I think that was mainly just a thing though in um the Trello board. I would be like, oh, interview, like, a Replit team member, and that would be it. You know, like, that's the whole yeah. part of the podcast. That's not really. But. Wait, did I say about the game show? Was that? No, that was on. I don't think so. Because I thought I did that in a podcast, but that was because on Soundtrap, I was listening to that on loop uh, to test the audio. So, yeah, no, we didn't. Um, I was actually thinking of doing a I, I'm having deja vu. Hold on. <laughs> no, yeah. I was thinking of doing a game show podcast. Because um, it'd be really interesting to have something like that. 
uh, because yeah. those are fun. But like, we only have two people and like one person, which would be the host, which would probably be me. <laughs> so like, then only two people participating—that's not fun. So I thought if like we're a very <laughs> community-oriented community, so if we actually did something where like we built something where the community could submit certain questions or trivia or whatever the heck the game show is. They could just submit that, and then we could, like, click to see the answer and then do points like that. That'd be really interesting. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be something. Yeah, I was going to say we could do a podcast with that, too, and I was about ready to take that off, but we could still do a podcast out of that, right? I don't think it's... Uh, no, I don't think it works too well with the setup. It, it works, but I don't yeah. know if it works well. <laughs> It could be a bonus episode or something, so. Yeah, like a shorter thing. Yeah. Infinite bonus episodes coming now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so um, if anyone uh, sees in the Discord chat where you um, see the event chat for the stage channel, um, it's really funny because the 101 communication protocols and the uses, I'm actually going to do that. I'm probably going to make a YouTube video on that, too. Oh, I was gonna say I could make a short because you know YouTube shorts are pretty cool, but that's yeah, not gonna be yeah. short. It, it'd what? be a lot longer than a short, but I yeah. mean, maybe a sub short type thing, you know, <laughs> like a yeah, twenty minute short, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you, you go would... over like one protocol every five seconds, right? You're looking at five hundred seconds, which is which like is roughly ten minutes. Yeah. And I'm not going to make multiple shorts for it, so... Yeah. I can just make a video, it's fine. Day one of making shorts, <laughs> and then day two. It's like 100 days of programming. Oh, no, it was so funny, because I took it on, though, and I was like, yeah, definitely do it. And then I started to think, ooh, H all right, it's so easy. HTTP, TCP, UDP, that's only three. I need 100 more. <laughs> yeah. But and not only that, they're going to have to thoroughly understand each one to the point where you can explain it to other people. Yeah, I mean, not Which, to, like you can just say HTTP, the thing that serves websites, TCP, true, the thing, yeah. or UDP, okay, the yeah. thing that DDoSers use. But you know you're going to get someone in the comments who goes, yeah, but I yeah. use HTTP in, into yeah, server yeah. communication. Well, or you're going to get you. like some person come in and say, like, what about this protocol? I'm like, I listed a yeah. hundred. <laughs> What about this arbitrary protocol that nobody uses except for me? What about I don't cover it? Uh, favorite. Actually, I'm just going to change this podcast name right here on Trello. Instead of interview with a Replit team member, I'm just going to call it Turbio. Because that's the most important. He hasn't even spoken to Turbio yet. I haven't, no. <laughs> but we will do it, I mean... Okay. No, 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 don't even, don't even tell him. Just say, join this channel, and then stop. <laughs> yeah, just be like, alright, let's hop in a call really you know quick. What? Get him in the call, and we'll be like, alright, we're recording now. I'm, so, I'm like... <laughs> Give me a second. He might actually not care. He probably wouldn't. Like, the podcast style would just be so chill. He, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Oh, it's a regular conversation. It'd be interesting. I might actually... I was going to release a form for this <clears throat> podcast, but this podcast technically isn't, like, the games and mobile games. Unless we want to continue on that. What time are we at? We're, like, 30 minutes through. Yeah, no. Well, we but. can speak back for an hour. Yeah. But does that really count? 
No, especially because people clicking the podcast for mobile games. So, yes. But that's what I like about these. If the podcast doesn't go well, you just throw it as unresponsive and you still get yeah. these. Oh, speaking so of views, bad, but quick. it works already well. majority of our episodes are probably going to be unresponsive, yeah. but <laughs> we'll, we'll try to get a few good ones in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what's nice about the Trello. We can have ideas that we're planning yeah. out. The responsive podcasts will be the ones that have the muck stamp of approval. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Quality assurance. No, there's someone else that actually talked to me about uh, podcast tips and everything. I was going to meet oh. today, but he's in a different time zone, so I accidentally oh. sent it out at midnight for him so he oh. thought it was the other day so we'll meet tomorrow with that it's kind of interesting so yeah um yeah have you got a microphone <laughs> oh yeah yeah i think a good microphone is important <laughs> You're like yeah i got a microphone on my phone Oh god, yeah. No, there are people that are do- that that have that though. Like, there's apps yeah. out there that are like, "Hey, tr- use this app to communicate with people." I'm like, uh, "It's your phone, though." Yeah. Don't use this app, please. Don't. They're like, "Well, you can use headphones." I'm like, "No." Oh, that's the most scuffed thing that I've seen, bro. Yeah. Like, just plugging all of these peripherals into your tiny little phone. <laughs> oh, I have an yeah. image died. Don't think is SFW. Yeah, that's on oh, it's fine. For a full they won't see it. It's a podcast. Like, it was a full-sized <laughs> keyboard. Oh, no, it oh I've done that phone. before. It's kind of fun, actually. It is safe for work. Because yeah, like <laughs> your phone accepts it. <laughs> it works. Imagine, yes. imagine pulling up to like a coffee shop or something, right? Or like maybe you're at the airport, just waiting for your flight to take off, right? You just pull a full-sized keyboard out of your backpack, plug it up into your phone, and just start typing away and like. No, so you know, like those um, drone controllers where they have like the little uh, clip for your phone. Just have a keyboard with a clip to your phone. Oh yeah, fair it's enough. sort of like a tablet, but like an oversized keyboard. <laughs> But the funny thing is, the phones, like, really do support Control-Alt-Delete. They even support, like, the Windows key. It's actually kind of interesting. They even... uh, I know Android phones have mouse support as well. I don't know if iPhones do. I don't think they do, but... Yeah. Actually, Android Android phones with mouse support is very dodgy. As of, like, five years ago. So it's important. I don't think it counts as support when it kind of works. I mean... Yeah. Well, I, actually, it does because every other business would say it does. Just to have yeah. the extra thing that we support. We have yeah. support. It. Yeah. Someone plugs it in and it's kind of working. It just shows. No, a if person, you plug it in and it, it says device connected, but it doesn't do anything else, that's technically yeah. mouse support. Yep. Oh my god, I'm giving companies idea. I don't like this anymore. And then they could say it's a work in progress and no. put it off for three years and. Never toss out the feature and then advertise it three years later. Can you just? <laughs> of course, well, you're from DevOps, it. so that's av- obviously giving them actual ideas. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, and we can do that. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, I said we just completed the mobile games podcast. Technically, we didn't. So let's remove the. No, remove due date. Cool, there we go. Anyway, hmm. Where is this image? I'm trying so hard to find it. Hmm. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, no. I know what you're talking about. I, I don't have it, Where? though. Where is this image? Wait, what Google image? 
Uh, search Google it, or DuckDuckGo for it. But no, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> what is this image? I'm curious. What is it? Like... I'm trying to. Oh, I found it. <laughs> oh no! There it is. All right, let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Because of course. Yeah. All right, let me see. Oh. It's like <laughs> plugging every single thing oh. into our mobile phone ever. Uh -huh. Okay. Oh, no. Aside from that, I actually have a USB hub, uh, and that's the <laughs> only way Ethernet works with my laptop. So oh, it has its no. own Ethernet port, but it doesn't it's work. It's broken. So. It, it, it is. I don't know why. It oh, like, connects but doesn't that, connect. Saying that, I want to. I really badly would love to get one of those framework laptops. You know, the ones which are completely repairable, and you can change pieces out on them. And everything. Yeah. So cool. I'd love one of them. One of them I might actually again, want depending on how powerful it is, is the actual one, I think that Dell came out with, which is the uh, monitor one, where, like, it's uh, integrated on the actual frickin' monitor. Like, an all-in-one, but Windows. One Windows anyway. Wait a second. <laughs> no, not to that you know, extent. But... That? I had a Discord friend request denied when I was <gasps> at the airport, like, a month ago. Oh... Uh... <laughs> Were you just friending a random person? To, no, no, so I was sitting next to this dude, right? Yeah. And I was working on a project, and he was like, yeah, what's that? So I was explaining to him what it was. Uh, basically, it was, um, well, it's not continued anymore, so I don't really know why I should mention it. But um, basically, it was a transactional email service, which was, you know, sending, receiving emails uh, easily. Yeah. Kind of like a lot of other services that were out there. I just <laughs> wanted to give it a go. But, um... Yeah. He's like, all right, what's that? So I was explaining it to him, and he's like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. You know, I use, uh, I use Java, I think he said. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool. So we were having a conversation. Obviously, I use Go, so I was trying to convert him over, as all Go users do. <laughs> and um, he, he was kind of getting the gig of it. So I'm like, all right, do you have Discord or Slack or something I can add you on that we can kind of talk about stuff with? He's like, yeah, sure. So I sent him my Discord username. Right, and he sends me his. So I add him, and then he just declines it right next to me. Ugh. Like, what the fuck? I don't think he wanted to use Go. Now that's a man I can respect. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you hurt your feelings, but damn, that's a man I can respect. Yeah. I mean, I've had the opposite. I get friends requests a lot. Oh, really? I mean, no offense to people, but like, I, I mean, I do find it difficult when people are like, I want to be your programming buddy, and they're like, I know Python, and I'm just starting out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I can't. can't, bro. They're like, like, you want to build a program with me? I'm like, no. Although, I like, will yeah, say, it is nice looking at my older programs, too. Like, yeah. you look at some kid's program, you're like, really? It's not an operating system, or mm -hmm. it's not X or Y. But then I look at my old programs, I'm like, man, it was so fun developing stuff without caring if it's practical, or caring if yeah. it actually mattered. You're just like, Here's I built my own hard drive. It's just an array of numbers, but it's a hard drive. <laughs> Calculating. Oh my god. I don't think I ever did that. I was non-conventional. I didn't build a blog or anything. I, I built a calculator. <laughs> I did this. Um, Dude, I've never built a calculator as well. I built a lot of like Shane is a dev. arbitrary like projects that no one would ever use but i just wanted to kind of get done to get the grasp of things yeah um yeah. like i remember 
I built something with WebSockets and YouTube. Ooh. I think it was like getting channel statistics or something from the YouTube API. Interesting. Um, which basically could have turned out pretty bad, and I think I got rate limited at some point, but <laughs> it worked for a second there. Um, little things like that. But yeah, a lot of small weird things like a calculator and a quote-unquote database, which was really just a text file, uh, things of the sort. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, have you ever done that? Yeah. Just, like, saved things to a text file to see what would happen? I mean, I usually just think that JSON's the best thing ever, so then I try and build my True. own, but it just saves it to a file. I accidentally broke my PC one time, kind of. Like, um, not broke it, but I had to restart it. Um, basically, I just accidentally filled my desktop with an immense <laughs> amount of random files that were created. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know if it's just on my end, but recently, like on VS Code or something, if I open something with it, so like if I was to create a file on my desktop, right, like, um, I don't know, just some random file, and then open it uh, with VS Code and try to use it for something, and then close it, and then try to delete the folder after. It says it's still being in use by VS Code. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like, such an annoying problem. And it's only done it recently for me. Like, yeah. Oh, sometimes no, if I go through yeah. Sometimes if I go through VS Code, sometimes I quickly cancel it, open it up in Windows, and delete it. Wait, do you have WSL? Yeah. That's probably why. I don't uh, use WSL, but I still have the problem. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say because I know sometimes WSL. Um, instead of permissions being transferred from WSL or to Windows, they just get transferred mm -hmm. to the void. <laughs> oh. And WSL can't delete it, nor can Windows. Yeah, they need to fix that. Even shutting down VS Code, it still doesn't help. Yeah, because I've like, killed the process and everything and tried to fix it, but <laughs> still being in use by... So they need to, like, show what it's being used by or something. Oh, I love VS Code, though, where, like... You try and create a file. It says running file create participants or whatever. Oh, and you hit yeah. cancel and then it creates it. I'm like, I'm not going to wait <laughs> if I can hit cancel. It's so strange. It is. One thing I've been experiencing, and I have yet to talk to Leon, so now's a good time. Um, one of them is where Firefox randomly deletes my cookies, I think. What? Because, like, I know for my own timer app that I have, it stores, like, certain data. And um, mm -hmm. it just disappears. I'm not using session storage. I'm using local storage. And that just gets cleared, which shouldn't happen. And there's no expiry on local storage. Weird. And like some that sites, especially like Slack, like sometimes my theme will just change randomly. Or like I'll get <laughs> like not even logged out, like because I know some sites do that. But like sometimes a Slack, like it'll just be a different theme. Or even with Notion, I had that weird issue where Notion wouldn't save what theme I was using. And I think, and I, I mean, no, that sounds like it was Notions this year. No, it worked for like a couple of refreshes and then I refreshed again and it just cleared it. And then like my timer app didn't work. I don't know what happened. Oh, I wonder if it's the, uh, no thank you cookies app I have. It might be like some okay. extension or app or something. Oh, that's not the right customize button. I've never ran into that issue myself. I have run into the issue of local storage persisting over uh, tabs. No. 
Oh. That was that was fun. I was like, why 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 is it saying that? I'm this just gonna key uninstall exists? this since I don't need it. Think. Mm-hmm. What does it do? Firefox, tell me what does it do? It oh, okay. So it just set it does like different cookie settings. So I'm probably just gonna remove that because it seems like that might be causing the issue. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, and I know when you guys were signing up for Soundtrap, you were talking about, uh, or Leon at least was, was talking about, like, opening it in a different brow- browser, so you had to copy the link first. Um, it was funny, because I know when I uh, first got into Replit um, for work, we had to, I had to, like, sign up to all of these different sites, and I was using Firefox containers as well, so it would open it up in my normal container, and, like, sometimes the link would expire... <laughs> So I'd have to figure out a way to get the link working again. Oh. I was like, oh crap. I messed up. My microphone doesn't seem to like fit where it used to. Like it's not like standing in the certain spot. It's not like facing me anymore. I've got a really scuffed setup going right here. I've got like, two monitors on my desk. And then I've got my laptop on my bed. And I'm reading through some documentation right now for a SQL library in the Go. But basically, I have to do it on my laptop because whenever I try to use Docker on my desktop, I bricked it somehow. I don't know how, but it doesn't want to work. So, like, I'll open it, right, and I'll try to see if it's actually running. And the app is unresponsive. The command line tool is unresponsive. And I just can't do anything with it. So I have to use it on my laptop. Yeah. Seems like everything breaks so easy now. It does. I installed Linux. Or tried to. And Windows had like its own hibernation thing. And like, I turned that off. And it it, it, it was essentially preventing me from shrinking my partition. And so I did Nothing is working. Yeah, that is. It moves, but nothing here works. Oh god! And then I can't. Oh, what happened there? <laughs> uh oh. And then I can't Uh-oh. run any containers or anything. Yeah. So for those that of you listening, his Docker window—you just can't click anything. It, it, it's almost as if it's yeah. frozen. There should be more. If stuff you try turning it on, then turning it off again, then turning it yes, back on again. Many times. Not with the uninstall command. that they—they're doing their uh. They want me to run this, right? Oh, that's command prompt. Yes, okay, that is. All right, I'll try doing this. All right, see, it does not want to work. Wait, try and do PowerShell. Um, uh, PowerShell? You think PowerShell? Yeah, the drop down. Yeah. All right, we'll try that. The Damien's not running for it. Same thing. Yeah. Demon. Demon. Same thing. Yeah. I thought it was Damien too. It's Demon. I call it a Damien. I always have. And I'm gonna yeah. Stop. It looks weird. better that okay. way. Or Daimon. Daimon. People call him Daimon too, yeah. Demon, Daimon. He's just some Damien guy to me. Yeah. I don't know who the Damien guy is. Yeah, yeah sometimes he doesn't strange. do a good job. Yeah. Uh, oh, it seems like I did something. Oh? What happened here? Nope, I took it, it like unfroze and then. You're logged again. in now. 
Oh, I'm logged in now. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that changed. I'm on the same account that's on my like my laptop works. I'm tempted to fine. believe this is something with their Windows system, not actually with Docker. It, it might mm. be. I don't because know. Because it looked like it just worked, so that means your click events aren't going through. Yeah, anything else works. Like, click events, what am I, a web developer? This will work, right? Like, keyboards work. Not, like, anything keyboard controls. Oh, yeah, can you hit tabs? It's, it's, um, it's a, what's it called? Uh, it's an nope. electronic app, I believe, isn't it? Oh. So can you open, inspect? Possibly. Nope. Oh, well, never mind then. Control shift I, F12, control shift C2, yep. I think. Control all delete. F4. Not working. All of the good ones. <laughs> Speaking of, does Alt F4 work? Does Alt F4 work? Nope. Nope. Huh. <laughs> okay. No, wait, no, Windows yeah, that must be a Windows work. issue then. Maybe. Because I know Windows, Windows will forcefully shut down if you do Alt F4. Yeah, I don't know. Windows breaks sometimes. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, hello, phone. Sorry. <laughs> I only no, heard uh, the cut off Win of that, so it just went, wait. <laughs> yeah, Windows definitely doesn't always shut down stuff when you do Alt F4. It does seem to be process-based. Yeah. Like I've had, I've had um, task manager completely fail and just stop responding. Oh and yeah. Had to try and close or task manager just manager not be able anything. to do it, or say like you need administrator, even though you are. Oh no, I've never had those use. issues. I've only had, use... had it once. Mm. I use process hacker. Ooh. Mm. You I use force quit. You can uh, do things like that. You know. Anyone know what force quit is? Leon, you probably know what that is, right? It's a Mac thing, force quit. Oh, no. it's apparently like their version of Task Manager, which is why would I know what that was? I mean, <laughs> I've thought... used a Mac in my life, well, I have. Oh. Yeah, see, exactly. But not enough to know that sort the of stuff. The only Mac that I used was in seventh grade, where we were trying to use Photoshop. <laughs> I've used like the opposite end of the spectrum. Instead of like uh, photo editing, we did music and oh. video editing too. We did music too, and video editing. The one on music, Photoshop. though, was, like, the one the one I used kept crashing all the time. So my teacher would walk over to the station, yeah. and he'd be like, all right, pull up the project. I'm like, it's not me, it's the Mac. We had to use Wireshark on Windows. Oh, I've used that before. Yeah. It's really confusing. About, like, um, it, it, well, well, like, with extent. the query stuff, though. Like, the query stuff's really weird. Yeah. I usually just use TCP dump on um, Linux I had to or like, uh, I had to, like, reset it back into Windows to get it to work. Like, I had to, like, allow all the permissions again. Or something happened yeah. to Wireshark. But I got it working again. I was doing that to, um, test that radio thing. Like we said last podcast, right? Oh, like, yeah. But... It was kind of interesting, though, with that, though. Working. It was interesting to actually, like, figure out, oh, wait a minute, I don't need JSON. I can actually send binary data to make yeah. it super efficient. And that raw data, like, each byte refers to, like, maybe a 16-bit address or something. It was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. When I finally figured out that binary data is, like, the lowest level. Yep, it's definitely an interesting, um, interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially then you can, like, uh, cut down on your packet size, too. Yeah. Because we really wanted yeah, speed. Really... Yeah. Because it was supposed to be live communication. Ooh, That's why you should be using HTTP2, because it is binary, instead of text-based packages. Well, I was using UDP. Packets, not packages. Yeah. VRPC <laughs> is the way to go. UDP. Hmm. 
Oh, the I LPC forgot that UDP good, isn't so. the lowest. What is it? No. no, UDP is pretty low, though. Yeah, UDP's low. Yeah. I mean, we, we were using, like, a streaming thing, so we didn't really care about, about um, sockets. We were mainly caring about, like, getting yeah. the data from one end to another. We didn't really care how it happened. Fair when enough. will Russ join that list? I wait. I don't know. That would be <laughs> better do it. I'd like to see... I'd like to see Rust with the... When's By the way, uh, Mox is on the GRPC uh, yeah, website, yeah, yeah. which is what I'm on about. Just for the people When's listening Lua going to get GRPC support? I think Lua has better GRPC support um, like unofficially than Rust does. Hmm. It'd be <laughs> I don't funny. know who uses it with Lua, but... It'd be funny you people are if I could get GRPC okay. support for YOS and get the name on there. It'd be pretty cool. Although I'm probably gonna Why abandon the, the project, I'm programming language. Like, I think I said this in the podcast. I'm not sure. I was trying to get it to work, and then there were, it, like WebAssembly doesn't have enough Stack Overflow pages on it for all the errors, and so does Assembly Script. Like they're neither they're popular, just not as popular as it would be to be helpful. So I couldn't do much with it. I don't know if it completely broke or not. Or if I can do what I want to do is the right way to do it, or if it's actually going to work at all. But this is what I'm looking like. I'm looking at on my laptop. Well, SQL's pretty cool. So see. Yeah, basically it just it lets cute. you write. Like you can just write it here, and okay. it will generate the code on the Go side for you, so you don't have to manually oh, write wow. it. Oh wow, that's so, like, cool. It'll generate this, hmm. right, or something of the sort. I think this is what it generated. Off of just like your query. Yeah, so I had to really build to a. Uh, I had to build a tool for Replit, and I'm still finishing yeah. that up. Speaking of that I should get to it. <laughs> but enough. um, I, I, we I had to use uh SQL queries for that, because I'm like I'm not a back end developer. I don't know how databases work, but I tried it. It's, yeah. it's actually pretty intuitive. It is. It's still not great because you're querying a database and not actually looking at like. The front yeah. end as it changes, but it's pretty neat. Yeah. You get the hang of it after a while. Yeah. I think lower level stuff like that too, or like either lower level or like other things to learn. I think SQL's a pretty good one to get into. It is, yeah. Especially, Especially like if you're getting into anything back end, you're yeah. gonna have to come across that at some point. Because like a lot like, of things, like a lot of the high rela uh, reliable databases use it. Yeah. Like Except I've talked Dino. to people and they're like, "Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use SQL. Just use an ORM or something." It's like, well, yeah. No I've place. heard of ORMs, and then yeah, stopped hearing about them. They're not that. Like, for example, I'm in. What are like um, the brand names? GoRM is probably the main one for Go. And that's what I have the most experience with as far as like seeing ORMs, but that's what everyone tends to gravitate towards whenever they're using it. But um so I'm in a Discord server for Go where there's an immense amount of people in that just ask random questions about it and stuff. Mm -hmm. The majority of people who are having SQL issues or like any database related issue in there, they're usually having an issue with uh GORM. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like, it's usually because they're using an ORM, but if they were to just... Like, the thing that I don't get is a lot of them are very 
simple things that they're trying to do with it. And they're only using it because they don't understand just normal SQL queries. Mm. But the majority of what they're doing could be easily translated into SQL very, very easily. And, I mean, it'd be faster, it'd be easier after a while at least, once you start getting used to it. And you're not going to come across nowhere near as many issues. Oh, I see what an ORM is. I don't like it. Yeah. Yep. It's not good. That's for routing, right? Um, it's basically, so like, let's say you don't want to write SQL queries. Mm-hmm. It'll let you just use objects, and mm. the package will basically translate those to SQL queries for you, which isn't oh, okay. really a good practice, because you should be doing the exact opposite of that. You should be modeling your objects yeah. off after your SQL queries, not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know stuff like that does sort of exist especially for like stuff like fauna or something but yeah it's built around that mm-hmm. mainly because it's not actually sql at all yeah so, like um thing. here i'll pull it up really quick this is the main one that people tend to document gravitate towards and go Ooh, okay so basically you can define like a model here and then you just auto-migrate that. And then you could just use that instead of having to use an actual query. Like, okay. you can. They let you write queries if you want to, like... Yeah, that reminds me of, like... This? Post, or, I think it's Postgres. Yeah. Like, they've got... I don't know. Like, it's... No, not I could Postgres. see this would be appealing towards somebody if they don't... If they're not really yeah. familiar with it. But like it would just be easier, you know? Yeah. Like look at look at this. This is not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not object hell. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get You're better off just using uh the least amount of packages you can, reasonably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The majority yeah, the majority of what you need is just in the standard library. Like, yeah. You really don't need much. I just, that's why I love looking through node projects. I go, I wonder how many things are in this node module. Like uh, all of them? Oh, millions. Not even that, like, just the Everything. ones that people actually oh. declare. You're like, you're using Load Express, module. you're using this one, you're using this one, you're using this one. That's all like the thing spell- I hate though is you go, mm. you go, oh, yeah. I want this one thing, but no. It's like another six things under that. You get this one thing, seven and things the other thing that. is using like six other things, and those six other things are each using three other things, like... Yeah. Mm, yeah. So many dependencies. Yeah, there was a guy who um, had a package, and the company... There was a company that spawned around his package name, so they wanted the package. Um, so out of spite, he deleted his entire NPM registry. Oh, and uh, yep. he had one of those packages that was like connected to everything. <laughs> it's like the entire was, internet. There was, 
somewhere. Wasn't it like some very minimal thing that yeah. they could have just written themselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like an is odd or yeah. is even, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all of these dependencies, oh, no, like, yeah. um, everything That's that the was funny depending story. on it just... Is odd. Yeah. Um, just does like two lines of code. And then yeah. is even uses is odd and just reverses it. Oh no. When we said modulize, we we didn't yeah. mean make a separate package for every single yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We meant and do don't the simple use thing stupid yourself. packages that are connected to <laughs> each other. I do not like node modules. Like yeah. personally, so, from what I've experienced with it. I personally don't really like working with Node in general, but I might just be biased. Yeah. But oh, I don't all, all of your dependency management in Node, I just do not really. I like. mean, the management on the user end or the developer end isn't that bad. It's just yeah. the file sizes and actually like going exactly. in there and trying, like yeah. being self conscious about it. Mm -hmm. That's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. With Deno, That's why I love the one weird, guy. Actually, Deno the one guy on the URL to install the haven't used Deno. Then, oh, the, in the Deno package repo, some guy took all of the simple things which would generally be turned into packages on npm and just made a package that says, "Do not use this. This is how you do it in the language. <laughs> oh, <laughs> this yeah. is how you make an is-even function. This is how you define a function. You don't need any of these packages." Oh wait, is yeah. this why on interviews they say like write a function to check to see if it's odd? Maybe. I could <laughs> to see prevent that, but... people from doing that. Because, like, yeah. Fizzbuzz is a whole thing that does that. Fizzbuzz, now, five seconds. Whoa, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> let me just get another package that Interviews does it nowadays. Right. Do Fizzbuzz. All right, um, hold on, let me find the let package. Me download there we go. The yeah, let me go to GitHub really quick. Uh, Fizzbuzz solving package. No. Well, Fizzbuzz okay. 1. You don't even is, need to. Um... You can just say copilot Fizzbuzz. Oh, no. Yeah, that's true. Although Copilot, okay, don't, don't go copyright. down on Copilot. Ooh. Copilot wanted me to learn Chinese, so. Fizzbuzz.sol. <laughs> copilot yeah, I, I wanted stopped me to using learn Chinese. That's funny. Oh no! No, it's pretty. Wait, why'd you stop? Because at the end of the day, I get that it generates its stuff, and that it all comes from like the re uh, repos in general, apart from some of the bad practices. But you can read the bad those on the fact. Yeah. Uh, fact. Well. Um. <laughs> But it's all being generated from copyright code, which means that the code which you have is just a mishmash yeah. of all copyright yeah. code. Although that's so, how code works. Right, You're copying it from Stack Overflow, so you know, repos and I wanted to try Copilot out, but I think yeah. they denied me or something because it oh. I didn't get access to it. I requested access, and they're like, "All right, we'll send you an email." They never sent me anything. Ooh, like, that would they, they invite you to a GitHub organization? Oh, well, they didn't do anything. I, I didn't get invited, but I still have access. Oh, oh, maybe that's something different then, because I know I missed the invite. I didn't get yeah, anything. I got mine within, got mine within like two days. I think it was. I gave it a go because I wanted to see it. It's pretty yeah. cool. Like it's a wicked concept, but I don't want to use it just in case legality comes in in any way. Because in the end, yes, it might not be ripping off one project; it's ripping off like twenty instead. Yeah. So, That's what it says for me. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I requested access like, right when it came out. Hmm. Email them and say, did, did you forget about me? But write it using it, GitHub Copilot. <laughs> Get GitHub Copilot to prioritize. Oh, wait, hold on. Whoa. No, it was actually really funny. Um, I, I think I... um. Oh yeah, so I was trying to help someone out with Python, 
and I didn't know how Python works, so I just asked GitHub Copilot to do it correctly. It's kind of funny. It is pretty neat. I'm also very careful yeah, to, um, like, not not understand the code, because I know some people might just be apt to using GitHub Copilot and not caring. Like, yes. I, I tell people, Script people are like, oh, but it's taking your job, or, like, you're not learning how to no, code. it's not. What no. I specifically do is, well, I mean, not taking your job, but they say, like, well, you're not learning how to code anymore if it's doing it. I'm like, well, you got to understand what it writes so you know what to do next. Yeah. We don't want to just plug in the wrong thing. Yeah. Like. Especially, it's not very context yeah. aware, so I have to be. Yeah. Anyway. I, I do want to say, just for you out there, I'm not dissing on GoPilot. It's a wicked idea. It's mm-hmm. crazy good at doing what it does for yeah. how early it is in development and yeah. that sort of stuff. But I'm not I think it's definitely useful. I'm not saying, it. I don't I'm think not it's saying it's a bad thing. Take a job, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel it'd be more it's... assisting jobs than... Yeah, that's why I like it, though. Like, I like the idea of yeah. being co-pilot on the side. So you're exactly. still the creative author there. Yeah, you're just more efficient because you don't have yeah. to Google for stuff if you need it. You could just... Boom. Yeah. And then you can understand. You could be like, all right, well, let me read what co-pilot's wanting me to do. I actually used it to help me with school too they would have like a project and yeah. i was like i'm really confused on how to do this and i don't know why it's not oh. working so i copied my code over to it i copied the giant like prompt too yeah it understood really well which there kind of blows go. my mind how like the more con i mean not blows my mind that the more context you give it the better it is but like some ais aren't like that like the more context yeah. you give the more confused it gets but get a co-pilot you can paste i've even seen people where they take like higher level prompts too for like quizzes and they just paste it yeah. in there and it works. Yeah. You know oh, that leak code problem that you have trouble with? Copilot. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just took from the Arctic Vault from private repositories. Yeah, the, so another thing, because I'm a very privacy-focused guy, as Shane would know, it's very annoying for him, probably. <laughs> but um, Hey, Leon, where's that code you wrote like two days ago for responsive? Oh, I deleted it. <laughs> No, that's not, not to safe. do with privacy. I just delete code. Log in, um, log into uh, that Trello account so you can take a look at. Oh, I deleted it. No, but GitHub Copilot actually recognizes like the code you've written and stuff, and they save it. They don't like uh, train. I think they train their model on it, but they don't make it public. So if you're yeah. writing private, secure code on your system and you're oh, using GitHub you Copilot, that be aware that it does save your code. I actually have uh, noticed that. If, like, like, I if write you're a doing function. Stuff, turn it off. Yeah. Not database stuff. I mean like secure stuff turn it off do it turn yeah. it back on because what i've done before is like i'd write a method and then copilot would like actually like complete the method and then i delete it and say oh never mind let me write the method again it knows exactly what comes next i'm like what the hell like you should have zero context for this now you see i just i just used tab nine you know works. oh yeah i turned that off and also used tab yeah i used to like honestly but it works perfectly fine for me for the most part. Like it's better than just yeah. a normal autocomplete for VS Code because mm-hmm. you know obviously it's trained for the most part from what I've seen by my own code, not by other people's. And it, I mean, it knows how I tend to style things, which is good, and it follows that practice, I guess. And uh, yeah, I like it. It's useful. Helps me sometimes, but yeah. You see, if I was smart, I would take your advice and use it, but I'm not 
smart enough to do that, so I end up just writing all my code manually. I don't even use a linter for most for most things yes. oh. because I'm just like I know how I want to structure it and I know what it looks like. I know how my code looks. I, I use, I'm consistent. I use error lens for making like basically whenever I get an error, it doesn't just do this squiggly line. It yeah. shows the error right next to it as um you saw when I was screen sharing the other day. Mm. And um yeah. I use GoFont, which is Go's default linter. Wait, why was I waiting for you to say one of the JavaScript linters? Oh, like uh like prettier or something? No, ESLint would be oh, ESLint? I used to use JS yeah. hint, but ESLint's much more strict and I kinda like that. Sure, yeah. Love rules. What? Rules rule. Yeah, I've actually learned that. It is actually very helpful. Says the guy who doesn't use a linner. <laughs> what extensions do I have? Hold on. Ooh. I have a lot of extensions. Oh, how many installed. extensions do you have? Let me check. Oh, oh 129. Oh, wow. Okay. Shane, you are beaten, Shane. I have been beaten. I have 129. How many do you have? I have like 70. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. What are the majority of yours? Um, they used to be themes. Um, yeah. And then I uninstalled a lot of them. A lot of them are just like, since JavaScript's such a very convoluted area to program in, like they have so many different yeah. things. I had like so many support extensions, like a Deno extension, a TypeScript extension, a Jest, which is for testing extension. Uh, yeah. The majority of mine mm -hmm. are either language oriented ones yeah. or snippets oh like i have a ton of snippets because i like if i can save time obviously i'll take that but yeah. so i've got snippets i've got a few themes and then i've got a lot of um languages and other things on there but then i've also got useful ones like you know bracket pair colorizer yeah i have that um error lens um do I, have? I have a lot of things here. I'll, I'll screen share. You can see this. I have a ton of things. Gross. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, C++. Oh, Crystal, Dark, Discord. Oh, yeah, Discord. Oh, I, I never use that. Um, yeah. A lot of error lens. Uh, a lot of... Oh, you do have ES lens. I do, yeah. I've got a lot of things. Go nightly. I have a lot of JavaScript stuff too. Oh, HTML. Wait, wait, wait. Go back up. Oh, plate, HTML yeah. snippets. I thought it said. Oh my snippets. god. Why do you have like three? Live share. HTML share audio. Snippet. Live server. SAS compiler. Oh, material icon. icon. Theme. That's a good thing. A lot of things. A lot of themes too now. Yeah. Actually. PHP. 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 Python. Uh, some more really? snippets. Just... Wow, React. Yeah. At first I thought H... Oh, view, why? Yeah. you even do any of that? Uh, no, not anymore. <laughs> I, I was toying around, because I wanted to see what I liked the best. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, alright, well, I'll try View. Don't like it. I was going to say you could I use Replit. I mean, you could. But... Um, I like Svelte. Yeah, Svelte's and cool. React a little. I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. Replit users React. React is alright. Like, I like React, but I don't at the same time. Like, there's things about it that I like, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Svelte is a lot more 
lightweight. Wait, you have beautify. I like that. Do I? Where? Yeah. Beautify, I think. I think oh, either beautify. beautify or prettier. I think prettier uses beautify. I have prettier as well. Which I'm not sure if it works like a node modules dependency where it installs it. It probably yeah. doesn't. Because I think Kubernetes, Docker. Oh my god. Oh yeah, Kubernetes. Yep. Kubernetes Man. is great. Docker's fun too. And my Kubernetes isn't working right now because <laughs> my. Well, actually, it is. I have Minikube right now. Oh, but my um, Docker's not working, so that's no worry. I think I don't want to give you what... another extension, but you should also get the file size extension. Files? Oh. All right. I also have a Minify extension. I've got a patch of bracket color. Um, yeah, no, that's one, actually so really I have that now. Yeah, I, love the yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just there with, like, I have 100. I have 70. I'm sitting here, like, I've got 17 extensions. Well, Maybe I have all of them, more. so I don't forget about them. Um, I don't remember. My VS Code open. Maybe I I I'm the one who's missing spoiled. out here. Uh, it's like the simple one with the most downloads somewhere. It's it's download down, down, down. It's the one. It's the one, it's the one that's below. It's two below the middle one. So you know that file size one which you was on beforehand. That one. It's two below that. That's the one I got. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I've got. Oh, oh yeah, also. I like that okay. one. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with this one, yeah. Alright, any other extensions? Yeah, this I one's know just about? called uh, File Size by Matthias. Something. What should I know? Welcome about? back to another episode where we just customize our VS Code extensions. When you have open Talk box. about screen share on a podcast because we're that good. Oh, wait, you have what Slack? Else? I do have Slack, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I have Slack, I have Whisper. But. I have Keybase, I you have, have Telegram. Tool. I do have snipping tools. Too many communication methods for me. Actually, the only um, feature that's missing from Windows is um, own snipping tool. Well, not snipping tool, is the actual Windows thing. Yeah. Um, is that they don't allow you to do delays. I actually had to use I snipping use, tool because is, it wouldn't... I don't use the default snipping tool. Right? I use, uh, what's it called? Um, Gizzo? This one. Uh... Ooh, fuck, what's it called? I forgot. Light shot or something? Oh, okay. I think it's light shot. Let me... Like, it, it basically... I don't know if you could see this. Yeah, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Like, yeah. little square that I'm moving around? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it does this. So I can, like... Yeah. Instead of just having a solid thing, and then it just opens the Windows snippet thing, I can move this around. Yeah. I can, you know, edit it as I go. Does it freeze the, the size if I need to. Uh, I think so. Let me... I yeah, like... it does. Okay, cool. Because I like when Windows does that. Yeah, yeah, it freezes the screen. I think I know Chrome OS like, doesn't do that. And it's really disappointing. Ooh. Because it's like really hard to do that. Yeah. Or to take screenshots. But I've got, got better C plus plus folder. Bracket. Why do you have two bracket pair colorizers? The first one and the second one. What's the difference? I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> um, this is the second one's the new version is... of the first one. It doesn't Does it seem have to do anything different. Better color size. What's different? Hold up. You can probably get rid of the first one. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes not. Is it by the same person? Oh, it is. Okay. It's, yes. You can customize the colors a bit more, or something. Oh. Uh, maybe. I don't know. What else? Is, <laughs> I, yeah, I think you can customize things a bit more. Instead of calling it two, here. recommendation would be calling it deluxe. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if. 
that would work with the context that he has it set for. Oh, and Azure but, stuff. Oh my god, there's so many Azure yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't use that. I use um Google Cloud Platform more than I use like anything else. Hmm. I use Linode sometimes, and then I use other random oh, yeah. stuff, like DigitalOcean. Um, I don't know, whatever seems the easiest for what I'm doing. Like if I'm if I'm using Kubernetes Wait, is that Microsoft to like deploy Bridge? something, then I'll probably it might be. But different? I usually use um Google Cloud Platform or Linode if I'm using Kubernetes. Yeah. And then if I'm just deploying something raw, like if I just have like some files I want to chuck on a server to see if it works or not, then I'll use like DigitalOcean or um, Postmaze or some other thing. Postmaze is a small company, but they have really cheap... I'm not being biased. You should probably check out Replit for some of the static stuff. Yeah. Servers are actually getting better, but I don't know how well they are. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't sue me. Fair enough. Sue nope, me. I won't sue you. No, not you. <laughs> oh, not you. Oh. Replit. Oh, Rep- Why would they sue you? Because I'm an intern. Oh, okay. I will be I full-time, still haven't though, used Replit. But... Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, I was, I was looking at Replit. Yeah. I heard you mention it, so I was looking mm-hmm. at it. And um, I was looking at their whole, like, interview process. It looks pretty interesting. Yeah. Like... I don't know how you got there, but... <laughs> It's good that they don't just ask you oh, yeah. like a random question that isn't really going to be used. Oh, no, like yeah, actually we actually use, something. like, the protocol that we use. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was looking at their uh, their question, mm-hmm. and they're just like, yeah, here's something that, you know, you could come across. Um, this is what we use. So if you can figure out how to use what we use, then um, just submit this here, and, yeah, you know, I'll check you out. Which I think is actually good. I think more companies should start doing that. Yeah, that's actual practical use instead of just. Hey man, here's a hard um, two plus two equals code. four. Solve it. <laughs> All right, now here's this crazy C plus plus code that's way outdated. Yep. You can't even do two plus two. Ah. Oh. <laughs> here's COBOL. Speaking of speaking of C and C plus plus. Go has a native thing that you can do, which actually was already in here. Um, you can basically, I was toying around with it like yesterday or something, but you can basically write C code. Yeah. And then just use it in your Go program. Compiled languages are so cool. They are. I like Go because you can write an immense amount of packages in one like uh, environment generally mm-hmm. and just compile it all down to one binary yeah and i like that because it's very easy and simple to use i also like the go module type thing mm-hmm. like for dependency management obviously there's some things that could be fixed but i mean i i like it and uh yeah javascript's just like if you yeah. install stuff it stays with you yeah although there is like tree shakers and build systems mm-hmm. that do that but it still requires yeah. dependency. Mm-hmm. You need like more this. dependencies to get rid of dependencies. Also, yeah. make sure that you're getting the right thing. Because, um, like, if I was to get some external pen- dependency, like, um, like a GitHub post or something, mm-hmm. you can directly call for it in here. It'll do it automatically with just the command line tool. I could do like, oh, cool. Like, let's Wait, say you can I wanted to use, cool. yeah, like if I wanted to use like, um. Here, I'll get rid of this because I don't need this anymore. 
or this. You've also got cross compiling um, natively, but that's a yeah. different story. Um, so, like, let's say I wanted to use like I don't know, Lockrush or something, right? Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's a logging package that I use. Um, but I could just use log dot info some random text, right? I just log something randomly. This isn't here in my Go module. So hmm. I could just do go mod tidy. It would pull that down. What? And then I've got this in here. So whenever anyone's using it, then they can they could just run their go mod tidy and it'll install that for them nice. locally here. And then you've got the sums for everything that's used in there to make sure that you're getting the right thing. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Very nice. And this this is everything that Logris is using, I guess. So there's other dependencies, but it'll check all of that against the sum, mm. which is nice. Compiled yeah. languages can do so much more. They can. Like it's kind of funny. I was like, oh, I like JavaScript because you know it can run in the web and on the back end, but not well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. It's well supported. Yeah, it can be like, I mean, um, Python's probably way more well supported. OS equals like Linux, and then you can just do the go build, and then that would compile it into a Linux nice. binary. You know, Windows, whatever they have there. A lot of nice things. That's cool. Yep, and bracket pair colorizer works perfectly here. Yeah. <laughs> I could name this random. It's not there. I think you can hit F2 to rename, unless it might not work. Maybe. If you right click, it'll be rename symbol. But hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Oh. This is how they implement generics currently. You just oh. use an interface, and then you can just take in however much of that yeah, interface. That like that's how they use the print, yeah. And just goes to standard output. I think that's what they're doing here, anyways. Oh, oh they're doing something here. Yeah. Oh yeah, though. So I guess we can dis- uh, discuss it on the podcast. What should we have in the game show? Like, what kind of questions should we take in? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I like don't we know. could do coding, but yeah, I think maybe more of like any question. Like in general, they should just be able to ask. I kind of a like question. slipped on the topic, the and I was like, "Ooh, getting to know you questions." I'm like, "That's not trivia." We could do something like that too. I think, but. Mm-hmm. Like, I think since now we have three people, that's a good enough for a Q&A. Yeah. Over you, where are you? Social security number now. <laughs> I like this file size now. <laughs> Social security number now. Uh, zero, two. No, don't actually say it. You just said to say it. <laughs> and they released it. Yeah, hold me. up. Go so cute. What is what is oh, the version? 
I'm waiting. This needs to release. 1.17. The only this... reason why I want them to release this is because they need to get 1.18 out. But 1.18 is where all the cool shit's coming in. <laughs> you know, you've got generics, actual generics, you've got better error handling and all that. Like, it's gonna be a lot better. Like here, if I go to... Too. They're gonna have a better type system and stuff going on here. Which I think is gonna be a lot better. I'm gonna download the code compiler tonight and just give it a whirl. Definitely. I need to download it. I need to do what I need I need to just give it a go. Look at all of this stuff. Oh, I've got a good question that people might want to know the answer to on the Q&A. Spoon, fork, or spork? Wait, what? Preferred, like preferred mm. method of eating, spoon, fork, or spork? Oh, I mean, I it could, depends on what I'm eating. I could do a form for yes. the form. Well, like, yeah, wait. Do you eat rice with a spoon or a fork? Because I eat rice with a fork myself. Yeah, I use a yeah. fork. Most people seem to use a spoon. Like my cat will have a go at me. I can see. Well, this would be the Q and A, I guess. But I feel like I feel well, like I a fork would just be better. Actually, yeah, I think yeah. I think we should do the Q and A first because the game show is going to need other people, and I don't think we have enough yeah. time for that. So yeah. Let's do Q and A. Any questions right. you want us to answer? Spoon, um, fork, you fork. You got it. And the thing is, even most desserts can be with fork. Like cake eating with a fork. Yeah, you know? fork, definitely. Like, you can eat ice cream to a certain extent with a fork because it's odd. So, I eat ice cream with a spoon. Yeah, no, you would eat it with a spoon. I eat it with yeah. a spoon. But I mean, you can to a certain extent eat it with a fork. True, yeah. Until it starts melting, and that's about your limit. Yeah. Custard. Custard's thick enough, I think, if you were quick, you could do it. Maybe. Soup. Just drink it. There's no point in using a spoon. You know, I was at a pizza place not too long ago, and I saw somebody eating their pizza with a spoon. Personally, okay. I don't use any utensils on my pizza. I just nope, pick old. it up and eat it. But yeah. I don't get why somebody wouldn't just pick it up and eat it, you know? Hmm. Like, maybe it's just me, because I don't really care, but like, oh, what's this? Q&A. Q&A, like that, oh. alright. Quick and easy. Watch. No, Q&A doesn't stand for quick and easy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, it does. My mind. It does. Yes, it really Q&A does. stands for quick and, right. quick and agile. Ooh. Kind of. <laughs> quick and agile. Quick and agile. Um, Mm. All right, yeah. So that that just works for the response. We don't need a huge form, do we? Like list your questions. Oh, I would imagine <laughs> postcode where you live. Oh, wait, you guys have postcodes. You call them something else. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start a controversy right here. What is your? 
Um, all of them are just gonna come over and hate on be us. Be honest. I love that. Be honest. You be honest. Be yes. Me. Don't don't conform to the community. Because they are a strong community, I'll tell you that. But they are. I will give Python that. Python is one of those languages which is growing yes. slowly and steadily in popularity, which means it has yep. a strong community of people who actually yep. love the language. They have it's a not just big because of people. Ooh, okay, so the first question came in, guys. Uh, apparently, we're getting live people here. Um, the first question right. is by uh, Mux. Hi, Mux. Welcome yes. to the podcast. Um, thanks thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> Mux asks, what is your opinion on Python? Well, oh, yes. that's um, a good question. Actually. I would give my opinion. Yeah, it's a very good question. <laughs> yeah. I would give my opinion, but um, it would not be appropriate. <laughs> oh, yeah? Just go that route. No, I mean... I hate Python. Like, I mean, replets and educational community, right? Yeah. So the only thing I've been exposed to with Python is text adventures. Look, <laughs> just just look at this. Hold up. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna find you sometime. Ooh. And then just use uh, Windows bad, Shift and move it left and right. Anyway, I will Hold release up. this form during the podcast. So if you're listening to the podcast, you will see the form coming up. Now that is what I call live. Ah. Uh, uh, what? Why? Uh, I hate the tab thing of Python. I was uh, gonna say Leon, but that's not true. Oh my god! Look at this. Like, uh, this just doesn't seem. Oh, this is Django. Yes, this is Django. Like, yes. no, look up it's Flask. So much more. So oh no. Flask. <laughs> Quick start. Just gonna go here. Quick start in here. Ah, uh, no. I mean, it's better than Django. It looks like it looks more lightweight than Django. It's way more decorated though. They use decorators yeah, all the time, is. and I hate so it. So many. Chain. Do you know what though? What? JavaScript has decorators now. No, I know. And I think if Nest. I have to, look up Nest JS. Between... You're at it. All right. N-E-S-T-J-S. Nest.js might also have that. Okay, let me see this. I'll figure out which documentation do I is one of those things where it's like, they're kind of good, but I don't Yeah. I don't know if I like them. Yeah, they do decorators too. It's strange. That is strange. Like, but like, it's very customizable. It's really cool. Like, they they're basically built for like, single page applications which is interesting. yeah i'm not sure yeah i looked at it the code itself I mean, isn't great i feel like i don't know like the problem i don't look be... at this and feel natural no know? it doesn't this is not, not feel natural I, I remember someone was doing a Discord boy in Python and one of the package, I think the Discord JS package, no, Discord JS, Discord PY package, sorry, because the Python mm. package uses decorators. And I was trying to read through it to help them. I have a general gist of how Python works. It's a very simple language. It's pretty easy to read. But as soon as you look at a decorator, and it's the same thing as on JS, when you see decorators in JS, you go, what does that do? I don't have any idea. Is this some There's kind so of magic thing that does something? Here. I have no idea. Yeah, it doesn't does it doesn't describe what it does as thoroughly yeah, as exactly. calling a function and then following that function for. Maybe it's just because I'm not 
familiar with Python, but I don't like. I wouldn't find this as readable as something else. You know? No, I'd rather they use a function. Yeah, Just like I don't look at this closure in it or something like that. I don't look at this and find it naturally readable. Like I'm not gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna use this over, say, Go, right? Maybe yeah. that's just me being biased, but like, no, I, I, I wouldn't use it over any other thing. Either. Like, like I, I don't want to use decorators in JavaScript. I don't like the. I, what do you even the ideas decorators cool, for? But I don't like. Them. I find, I find this more readable than that. Yes, you've yeah. got a clearly defined function. You've got clearly defined methods, and you can basically read what it's doing. Okay, you're writing this to your response writer. Okay, you're writing a slice of bytes, right? And then you're just literally listening and serving your connection. I find this a lot more readable than, you know, like this. Like, it's don't magic. Say, like you don't like you're like okay, well, what's this, right? Like, I don't like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't find it as easy intuitive. to just pick up and yeah, it's not as intuitive. Like this. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, that's what I've been trying to think of this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is. Like... <laughs> yeah. I'd rather... I'd rather it be expressive longer, but more expressive than... Yeah. What does this thing do? And I get, if you're a power user of a language, Decorators probably come in really handy because it's just yeah. if you're writing. I, I feel though it's more like Python's version of macros, sort of thing. If you use macros in Rust or um, can't think of the other language I was trying to think. Uh, what's it? I think it's um, no, never mind. But if you use like macros in or a language that does similarly, which is to generate code. I feel like that's the Python version of trying to do something that generates code, but you can't do that sort yeah. of thing. So you have to work around it. Why do they have... I don't know. It's not a great explanation, I know. It's how I see it, sort of. I love, I love the way in my mind I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, but in Rust we have... Um, uh, what the hell are they called? Attributes. I've oh, well, kind of like that phrase. No, like, really. looks more readable than this does to me. Yeah. I don't like, know, I'm speaking from experience, that's why I'm using Rust as the example. Yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, even when I read Go, like when I was reading uh, the Go code that you were showing earlier, it, yeah. I understood what the hell was going on. <laughs> and that's a great thing also, just about programming in general, is if you don't know a language, but you know a language, just any language, you can generally figure out what's going on. Now. Yeah. That's lovely to see. But then you get to, and then you get decorators, and you're like, whoa. This <laughs> looks yeah. way more readable than Python does to me. You don't have, like, some forced, like, weird things going on. Yeah. You just got oh, we, really we do. Function. We do. Method. I mean, yeah, once you get into it, like, <laughs> you, I know you, you see that print line, that is a macro. That print line yeah. is a macro. So that okay. generates code. Yeah. But That's the weird thing. But I you find don't it have more readable. It. Yeah, yeah, I find it more readable. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying that Rust or Go or whatever is better than Python because there's people out there I think it's better than Python. 
controversial opinion, but um, there are people out there who would get annoyed okay, with that. This but, okay, I like this type system. This looks very it's, similar it's to what they're doing. To, yeah, it looks very similar to what they're doing with um, Go's generics. There's kind of uh, only I one like... way I've seen in languages to do generics, which is have a generic type in the uh, yeah. Uh, uh, triangle brackets or whatever they call it. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. My mind, bro. Yeah. Angle brackets. That's yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a, like every language that does generic seems to just go angle brackets on the end of a function, and then yep. you can use this letter <laughs> in here somewhere. No. Wait. Doesn't C plus plus have templates, or is that a different thing? I haven't used C plus plus or C sharp. Almost identical. Yeah. Whoa. And that's one of those nice things, though, because you go, oh, this is pretty understandable yeah. across languages. Yeah. That's, that's a <laughs> good thing about having language be similar. Guys, you want to hear a midlife crisis? Or you want to hear a uh, uh, sudden realization? Yes. We've been recording for an hour and 32 minutes. That is great. Whoa, that is content. great. All right, we're going to split this up into 15 different episodes and oh. we're going to put ads on every single one. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Know. Like, <laughs> you think this is going to go out all at once without ads? This isn't free content. Yeah, you think like, you this is about? free? Why is you think all we're of some this... YouTubers? <laughs> all of this is just no, defined YouTuber by indentation. Either they have like their own sponsorships mm. and everything, because YouTube doesn't pay them enough. Indentation is definitely a big problem for um, yeah. defining things. Sorry, but yeah, if you, if you go to someone... If you go to someone back in what about the white space? What would have been like Fortran days, like Fortran, you wouldn't have used the indentation. No, like, but originally. what about white space? White space in general is fine. No, no, like, no, 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 no. White space, the language. Oh, the language. <laughs> the one that's based on indentation even more than Python is. Yeah, but Shane, uh, there's a difference. Our language is a legend. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> The best language is the languages you can't see. Yeah. <laughs> well. It's the language that goes past everything we understand as humans. That's true, yeah. You know, you need an IDE to use it. No, you don't. I mean, you can, you can just use your cursor and figure it out there, but... Have fun. I'm not saying it's the best way of doing it, but yeah. it's a way. What's another one? We've got Springbit. For Java, I want to see this. Oh, no. Oh, no. right, yeah. Spell. Hold on. I heard about that. I think. There we go. Spring Boot. I haven't. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it. I'm curious. I want to see this. I haven't seen. I have no idea what this even is. This is Java's. Uh, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. I know, I know Java has decorators, but I know that decorators aren't the same as. In, yeah. like they, they're, they're like overriding stuff I'm not sure if you guys haven't for any other reason I haven't used Java in a million years and I didn't even use it that much when I did know enough about it oh no you guys do use them in that way okay because I, I, I got I got the whole like override thing that made sense because you were trying to control something to do with the program but then you see, I don't have much experience with decorators period because we don't even have them in Go and I don't really we don't have use any languages that have decorators so it's like i don't really have much experience with them but i don't necessarily i don't know what my outlook on them is like 
I find this very verbose, which is, I think, what Java mainly is. Um, is the definition of verbose. Yeah. <laughs> you like, are long. I don't know how I feel about Spring Boot. Hmm. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't think I'd use it. Um, They're not very beginner-friendly at all decorators, because they confuse the hell out of someone looking at them. Yeah, what and that's even like, we're looking at them now when we're confused and we program. Like a lot of things confuse people who are just getting into it. Like, Oh yeah, it's understandable. Let's say, right? let's say you're a Python kid, okay? And then you move to, say, Go, right? Maybe you heard about it from you know someone named Mux, and you're like, alright, I'm gonna get into Go. Um... And then you see a pointer, right? Like, they're not going to know what a pointer is. They just came from Python. Um, yeah. They're not going to know, you know, why would I use a pointer? Because they've never had to come across a use case where they would need to reference that. But I feel like like decorators or something like that, like if you're coming from something like Python or, you know, a language where decorators are definitely a thing that you're probably going to be using at some point, like I could see maybe getting into those but i i don't know i can't think of a reason why i would need one it, it seems like you've just moved the function that would have normally gone inside the function yeah. outside of the function yeah. so you've just yeah. completely broke the order of operation <laughs> yeah i agree it's like like okay i like how people who like python have just gone these people are trying to murder us or something. Probably. Like, they think I'm attacking them directly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We're not hating I feel like you. Hating Python would have, like, if they didn't have the community that they have, I don't think it would be as big as it is. Yeah. That definitely, yeah. yeah. That basically yeah. sums up Python. Yep. They have a strong but, community. They do. They really I mean, if it wasn't Python, it'd be Lua. Have. I mean,. Like, yeah. Java, like JavaScript as it is, like the only reason it has a massive community is because it's the only language you can use mm -hmm. on the web to access absolutely everything on the yeah. web. I like the JavaScript it's, community it's though. Like JavaScript community, the JavaScript community is not trying to, you know, like they. Oh, this might sound a little bit, uh, direct here, but I feel like there are a lot chiller than the python community you know yeah. like you go to the python community and they're like oh use python right um because they're used to people constantly dogging on them oh your language is slow your language is this your language is that you know but i feel like with javascript you don't really get that so they tend to be a lot more chill well that's because we Same all hate go. javascript I go community. yeah no, I, I, I don't think it's that because javascript does get a lot of hate but it's the fact the JavaScript community knows that there's nothing to yeah. replace it, so we don't yeah. have to worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're and just like, like JavaScript the, sucks. It's a bodge. We're like, yeah, we know. Fair enough. <laughs> you try and change it, make a browser and fix all the. Well, now they have WebAssembly, and they're taking our jobs now. I'm fine with that. You get like it's Rust or it, Go developers it, writing web page. No, I'm kidding. Not yet. <laughs> there will be. Yeah, you've got like. Um... Oh, I've had fun doing that. It's great. Yeah. I'm trying to it's think really fast. quick. I don't think I've ever seen somebody hate on Go. Or Rust, to be honest. 
Hmm. Though they're not like, really just caught in a battle for no reason. Other than that, there is no hate, really. Because All I've really seen, as far as the, like, go rust whole situation, is people who but, don't use any of them, comparing them. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm trying to pick up a new language. Should I go with Go or Rust? It's like, well, go with either. I mean, it, it depends on your use case, really. Like, it's they have different. The same uses. with every language. Yeah. Like, do you use JavaScript for the web? Do you use C for low-level yeah. programming or Rust? Do you use Go for yeah. like generally communication stuff when you need to interact with databases, yeah. web stuff? It works off that you start when you're trying to do like an interface because that's made for specifically by Google for interfaces. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would start. Is it dark? Like one of them. Yeah, like if they're like, I want to make, you know, a desktop application, right? I'm not going to be like, yeah. all right, learn Python, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's the same with Go and Rust. Like, you're not going to be like, hey, I want to do extremely tedious things. You're not going to be like, all right, go with Go, right? You're not, like, I mean, you can. But it's easier to just pick up Rust and do very tedious things, from what I've seen. Um, it's not like you're going to be like, "Hey, I want to do, I want to get in the back end, right? And I want to do just like REST APIs or something simple like that." You're not going to be like, "All right, we'll go with Rust," because that's not what Rust is built for. With Rust for that, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting better, but don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I, I wouldn't personally use Rust for that. But if I was trying to do something, I wouldn't use Rust for that myself. Yeah, like I if I wanted Rust. to do something extremely tedious, I'd probably like something that I would use C plus plus for. I'd probably use Rust for. You know? Yeah. Because well, they fall in the same domain, though. Yeah. And that's yeah. when that's when you should compare language. You should go. Exactly. Okay. Does C have the things I need? Does Rust have the yep. things I need? Because C's been around a lot longer, same as C++ mm -hmm. and C Sharp, but I haven't used those two. I've only used C before. Yeah. So C's been around for a very long time. It has a lot yep. of support, a lot of packages, a massive community, people who know how to use it, lots of like crazy things you can do with it uh, that have been tried and tested. Whereas Rust is very new, like in the programming world, it's a very new language. Not much support for most things. There's support for stuff, I'm not saying there isn't, but can it do the thing you need it to do? Is it old enough to do it yeah has it matured are the packages there for it you know it is definitely one of those pick your poison <laughs> don't just stick with one language also i will say sticking like going with multiple languages makes makes it much easier to program in the language that you do know and that's look I, i've used c i've used rust yeah. i python and the well, I've used Python, kind of, not really. Uh, I use JavaScript, TypeScript, if you count as a separate language, which I think people do at this point. I don't know how that is a thing, but yeah, sure. Well, um, I guess it's slightly different, but it's just JavaScript. It's sort of like a new version <laughs> sort of thing. I think I think of it as just like vanilla, but when you also get like another scoop. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, vanilla, but with like rum and raisin or something. Yes, British flavor. <laughs> You guys don't have Roman reason. I oh. don't think so. Interesting. Sorry. Uh, no, but sorry, sorry, Mark, for like taking that bit. But it's Wait, definitely are all of one those, of those languages. Yeah. These are companies using Go. Oh. Yeah, a lot of companies do use Go. This is just US. This is just the US list wow. right here. So many. Wait, is Repl there? 
It might be. Because I'm pretty sure we use uh, Gong. Is it a... Hold on. R is right above there. No, I don't see it. Yeah, but does does using Go count as just having Go as a thing that's also there with other languages? Yes. So... Yeah, <laughs> no. it does. Like, oh, alright. Some companies will just use If you Go have like two for... lines of code on a server. Like DevOps. Some companies will just use Go for like their command line tools. Some companies will just use Go in their backend, and some companies will use Go for everything. Um, yeah. Personally, those are the three main use cases I see it being used in the most, as far as actual practical use is. Um, like for example, Docker and Kubernetes, right? They were both written in Go, so that would be a great space for it to be in. Like, you can write Kubernetes operator in Go, right? And just use it like that. It's always or, better to use it in the language it was made in, yeah. <laughs> instead of trying to FFI it. Like, and you see all of these stories of people being like, we switched from this language to Go, or we switched from using all of this to just going with Go. We're having a way better developer experience, right? Because they're actually being able to understand things and maintain things better. Um, it's way more scalable and it's just easy to use and pick up. Like you can, like if someone has experience with pretty much any other language, you should be able to just pick up Go and start using it. And I mean, you shouldn't have any problems because it's a relatively simple language to just pick up. Um, and I think that's one of the main things. Like you see all these companies just switching and they're enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen somebody pick up Go and not enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Well, you'll you'll probably get those people who like use it but don't actually use it. So yeah. The it's like, oh, wait, I used Go. No, you didn't. You had a look at it. You copied a few lines. Didn't really use it, did yes, you? Yes, but that's what using a language means, right? Oh, Jenga. No. No, it doesn't. Oh my god, how many now? <laughs> One hour and 45 minutes. I think we should start to wrap up. Yes. Yeah. That was probably a good idea. If you've had fun watching this episode, please don't forget to drop a like, subscribe, and comment. Also, don't forget to hit that notification bell for upcoming videos. This isn't YouTube, so have fun.